Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, and we are so excited about today's call. But before we do that, we have Jesse Ledoux, former Miss International 2013 and our Queen of Coaching for our VIP membership. Jesse, tell us about the new product that you discovered. So Stephen, it's actually not a new product by any means. It's the Queenie Shoe by TouchUp. It is a sheen nude, and it is my go-to shoe for every single pageant appearance, pageant week, because for pageant week, your feet get so sore and so achy. So having something that's comfortable and still looks amazing and goes with everything, it's probably one of the most important items I have in my pageant wardrobe. Now, is the Queenie, can it also be worn in evening gown or swimsuit, or is it just for appearances and everyday wear? If it were to be worn for competition, uh, the height is perfect for evening gown. If you don't have a slit, it's probably ideal for that. However, the, the natural color is geared more towards contestants with porcelain skin. So for those contestants with the, with the more fair complexion, I say go for it. It would be a great shoe for competition any phase. But for for other contestants, I think it may interrupt the line of sight on the leg, but a no-slit evening gown, uh, I think go ahead. Awesome. And for as far as durability, how stable is it? Are you in danger of rolling an ankle? It's probably one of the most stable heels that I own. It is a thicker heel. It's not too thick, um, but it's thick enough where you have that support. And there's about an inch, maybe an inch and a quarter platform on the front. So the heel height itself is probably only three inches, which for us pageant girls, I mean, that's child's play. So by all means, it's super comfortable, super sturdy, um, great for practicing before you get into those, those higher, a little more fragile strappy shoes. Um, it's, it's kind of a, a must have for a lot of different situations. Awesome. And do you, what's the price of this shoe? Uh, the price of this shoe is, is actually really affordable. I, when I was competing, I was on a super budget. My evening gown after sponsorship was $250, $250. So I was not looking to, to pay over that in my shoe. So the Queenie is actually in the mid 60s, which is a really affordable price. And even now that I'm, um, a coach instead of a contestant, I find myself wearing the queenie for my go-to whenever I know I'll have a long day on my feet. Awesome. And and they can get this shoe in our store, right? Yeah, that was super exciting when I saw that. The queenie is available at the Pageant Planet shop, um, super affordable. And uh, you can always find some good deals, discount codes and free shipping when it's available. Awesome. Well, Jesse, thanks so much for the discovery. Oh, my pleasure, Stephen. Always here to help. Awesome. If you order the Queenie today, um, you not only get 10% off, but you will get free shipping. Just go to shop.thepageantplanet.com to get your pair. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. I am super excited about today's call. We have on the phone, Krishna Goodwin of Goodwin Photography. And Krishna, she's no stranger to the planet of pageantry. I mean, she's directed for the Miss America preliminary pageants for many years, and she's really seen firsthand the opportunities that the pageants have opened up for young girls all over the country. And she's really just humbled to be a part of the industry, and she's super cool. Um, her work's been featured in magazines, nationally recognized blogs. Actually, the pageant planet ranked her two years in a row, 2015 and this year, top 10 um, headshot photographers in the industry. Um, and she's also photographed for some like really famous faces. So Krishna, welcome to the call. Hello. How are you today? Oh, 
Amazing. Living the dream. Living the Living dream. dream. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. I'm excited to, to answer some questions and let some people get to know me a little bit and my business and, and just, you know, overall have some fun. Oh, I love that. Well, the context that we're going to be doing is we really want to dive in to find the nitty gritty of what girls need in a winning headshot um, and kind of the psychology behind it and little tips and tricks and all that fun sure. stuff. So sure. you are the queen bee in order to get us there. Uh, <laughs> I'm the queen bee today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So you, you've seen firsthand, both from a director's standpoint and somebody that's been involved in the industry for so long, you've seen what it takes to be a winner. Um, and you say that headshots are always at the top of the list of a winner. So um, how do you shoot your clients? Oh, that seems so aggressive. Like, how do you shoot your clients? Uh, <laughs> no, but how do you shoot your clients to get them noticed uh, by the panel of judges? Well, I think the first thing that I try to do is get to know a little bit about them so that when I'm talking to them, when they're in front of the camera, I can be more comfortable with them. They can tell me a little bit about who they are, what they're looking for, because, you know, I, I think it's it's getting them in the right state of mind and in the right attitude. Um, and I'm going to focus a, a lot of attention on the eyes. Um, my makeup artists usually focus attention on the eyes because that's what I like for them to do. Um, and that's really, for me, that's what it's about. Because when you open up that program book and you're looking you know, at it, you're looking at that pretty girl, but what's the first thing you probably are going to go to? You're going to look at her eyes as a judge. You know, you're going to see what kind of attitude is coming through that eye, their eyes. And I truly do think that that happens between the camera and that girl. There is a way to make that happen. And it's all about getting to know her and finding out what makes her tick so that you can get the authentic look of who she is. Mm. So I wouldn't think at all that knowing the girl had any bearing, but that's why I'm not a photographer. <laughs> so absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does because because then I mean there are there are girls that are really shy, and I can get them in front of the camera and they become fierce and fabulous because I've sat and talked to them and I've made them relax and they're comfortable. I had one young lady one time, she said, I was so scared to come to this shoot. And I said, why? She said, because I just, you're, you know, you've been doing this so long and I was just afraid I wasn't going to do it right. She said, but you made it so comfortable and so relaxed. And that's what I think that's part of what you have to do. And and part of that is getting to know that person and understanding that that you're they're not just coming in here so you can shoot them and then they can go. You know, I, my sessions are three to four hours long. Wow. So the part of the getting to know them process <clears throat> is to make sure that they're comfortable in front of the camera. Is, is yes. that accurate? Absolutely. Okay. And, um, you know, not every photographer is like you. Um, so I, and I know that there's probably some girls all around saying, man, I got my headshot done, <laughs> headshot done last month and the photographer didn't get to know me at all. So they probably can even connect more with what you're saying. Um, but that's why they should hire you, right? Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> here's the thing. There's only one me, Stephen, you know, um, <laughs> I, I can't be anybody else. And, and I, I want them to love the body of work. I want them to love what they see. And, you know, that's why they should hire me. They should hire me because they see my body of work and that's what they want. 
because I'm not like anybody else. You know, if you like X, Y, and Z, then that's who you need to hire. Um, I truly do believe that. I truly believe that you hire the person and you hire that headshot photographer based on what you see in their body of work. Love that. So how do you make sure that ladies are branding themselves with their photos and not just taking a picture? Again, it goes back to getting to know that girl. It goes back to going, okay, what pageant are you doing? When I send my information out, I'm asking them some questions. I want to know what system that they're competing in because every system wants something different. I'm not going to do, you know, sexy, fierce, and fabulous with a girl who's competing at, say, Miss America because we all know Miss America is more conservative. It's girl next door. But now if she's doing Miss USA or, you know, Miss United States – then that might be a little bit different. I'm also not going to do sexy, fierce, and fabulous with somebody that's 14 years old because <clears throat> that's just not what that's not what it's about. Um, so I guess that's that's kind of the answer to sum that one up. Do you do you brand them more for the pageant that they are competing in, or more of their personality, or is it a combination? I think it's a of both, Stephen. I, I really do. I mean, you know, a lot of times we'll do something fun at the end because I know, you know, I know everybody wants a little sexy, fierce and fabulous. So we might do a little bit of that at the end um, if, if it's not the particular pageant that they're looking for. But I do think it's a combination of both. And again, I keep saying this, it goes back to getting to know that girl. Um, I really do concentrate on that. When she's getting her hair and makeup done, I'm listening to things that she's saying so that I can hear some of that and I can incorporate some of that in the session when, when it's my turn, when I get her in front of the camera. Um, so, so really, I guess it is a combination of both and goes back to what I said. I, I just, I get to know people. That's part of the process for me. If it was just to come in and shoot and go, you know, go away, <clears throat> I wouldn't be doing it. Because I want to build relationships. I want to watch these young women keep going. I want to see what it is that they're going to do. And I do follow them. Um, that was one of the things that I think one of the reviewers even said on Pageant Planet. She says, you know, Kristen not only gets to know you during the process, but she follows you along. And I do that because I want to see what kind of leaders they're going to be. Because at the ultimate, ultimately, this is a leadership development organization as far as just pageants as a, as a whole in the, the, the industry. And so I want to watch that because it's exciting for me. Completely. Now, what types of outfits or jewelry should clients bring to their headshot session? I totally, totally say stay away from patterns, guys. I mean, you know, girls, guys, stay away from patterns um, because sometimes those can be a little distracting. Now, for uh, for the novice, for the absolute novice, for the absolute can, novice, can, can you can you explain what patterns are? Yeah, patterns meaning um, something that has a lot of flowers on them, uh, something that's got stripes and you know geometric uh, things like that. You know, you don't want anything. I, I, I like solid colors. I mean, just a solid red top, blue top, something that has an interesting neckline. Those are great things to bring. Um, and for the novice, you know, go with a royal blue, go with a red, <clears throat> a purple. <clears throat> Those are really good colors. Um, to start with, and they look good on everybody. Typically, your um, your Crayola crayon box is, I guess, a great way to talk about that. Those primary colors um, that that would be good for the novice to start with. 
Now let's talk jewelry. And, okay. Well, and, and you were you were, you were mentioning jewelry. Um, I have a unique situation in that I have a lot of jewelry from Jim Ball. Um, I, I, I will have to give a shout out to him because he was one of the first people that ever believed in me and my brand and what I was doing. And I have a collection of Jim Ball earrings. We work together a lot. So I have a collection of Jim Ball earrings that would rival any pageant store out there. And so I'm able to use those and I'm able to, to put those on girls if they come in and they don't have anything. And most of the time when they see my collection, they put their stuff away. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, can we talk about specifics for the outfits, for example? Um, sure. Uh, a lot of the girls, they don't know where to start, so they probably bring in half of their closet. Um, they do. <laughs> but if... Um, if you could give some parameters and let's just break it up to, sure. um, like USA slash universe, <laughs> um, America, and then something like, um, national American miss, what, what kind of wardrobe would you suggest for each of those systems? Well, I mean, I think, I think something for maybe USA would be something uh, a little bit more low cut. Although in my opinion, I think that USA is starting to go more to the model-esque side. So I think you could just bring in a black and a white tank top and you would be fine. Um, you know, as far as America, that interview outfit, it would be good for that, for, for their headshot, because they really want something that shows the entire face, you know. Um, and I think whatever you would wear for interview, um, you know, the um, uh, Kay Unger uh, dresses, um um, uh, Calvin Klein does really pretty necklines. Um, I haven't done a lot of things with Nam um, because they're typically young, you know, they're a lot of younger girls, um, and I'm not as familiar with that system. Uh, but I do, I do suggest that whenever you go to your headshots, bring with you, and this is something that will be very helpful. Bring with you some inspiration photos. Um, maybe if you've got a program book from that particular pageant, so you can kind of see what some of those girls are doing, because a lot of those girls may have competed several times and they're seasoned. And so they're, they're going to know, you know, they know already. So, you know, you could look to the past participants and see what they were wearing and, and pattern it after that. If you just don't have anybody to ask, then grab that program book or go to the website and just say, let's look at the contestants and let me see what they were looking at. You know, what they go, excuse me, go look at that and see, you know, what were they wearing last year and kind of pattern it after that. Yeah. And if any of the girls out there maybe is involved in a system that doesn't have a whole lot of headshots on their website because they haven't updated. If you find the pageant planet on Pinterest, we have a whole board just dedicated oh, yes. to headshots. Exactly. Exactly. And they can go there and look because, you know, and then they can say, Oh wow, that's really pretty. You know, that might've been a picture of Miss USA. And so then maybe they're not competing in that, or maybe they're thinking about it so they can get an idea. And it could, I mean, it, and it really doesn't necessarily, I mean, it's not necessarily that it has to be 
be for me. It doesn't matter who it's from. Just take a look at it and kind of see what the trend is because they do change. You know, trends do change a little bit. And sometimes you start to see some things that they might be doing in one pageant system starts to evolve over in, you know, it starts to go over into another one. So I think that, you know, and that's going to happen. So I think you just have to stay up on the latest trends. And and that Pinterest web board is a great place to go see those things. Awesome. Now, so we talked about um, jewelry, outfits, and colors. Can we focus a little bit just specifically on necklines? Is there a certain type of neckline you would say absolutely don't wear um, and something that you would highly suggest as kind of more universal? No, I, I don't. I don't. I really, truly don't have that. I just think that depending on the neckline, we may, if it's a high neckline, we may put the hair up, you know, and it depends on the girl. It depends on her, you know, her overall look. If she's got really, really, really broad shoulders, I'm not going to put something on her that's going to come off the shoulders and just accentuate that more. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. Uh, I mean, in a, in a way, it's a little bit about having to be a little bit of a fashion type person, you know, and, and, and knowing just what really looks good and understanding body styles and types. And you really have to, you really have to work about that. And, and I will say this too, Stephen, whenever anybody goes for a headshot, if you're doing one look, Take about five different outfits with you. Don't just take one outfit there because it might not be the right thing. It might be that that one of those five looks is going to work better. Um, so I always suggest that whatever look you're doing, bring five different tops or five different dresses for each look you're doing so that I can look and see what the best colors, necklines, and things like that are going to be. Awesome. So a lot of the ladies that, I mean, when they're asking questions to the pageant planet, they're worried that their headshot is not going to look like them. So how do you, as a professional, ensure that your clients um, will still look like themselves after all the Photoshop and lighting and all that takes place? Well, I will tell you this, the, the, the biggest thing I like to do is suggest is, uh, you know, have a, have a professional hair and makeup artist there. If you do not know, if you feel like you're, you know, you're, you've gotten too glamorous or, or whatnot with your headshot, you know, or you want to be glamorous that day, I always suggest that they hire a professional hair and makeup artist to either A, do their hair and makeup before and for the pageant or learn how to do it themselves. I have told women a lot of times when they leave here, you know, take a selfie of yourself and go home and practice. And if you feel like you're not getting it, then hire somebody to do your makeup for you or hire somebody to teach you how to do it. I also feel like that, that, you know, you were talking about the lighting and the retouching and stuff like that, you know, retouching can get a little bit too far and, and I, I don't, I don't like to do anything retouch wise. It's going to take away from that girl and actually who she is. Um, you know, the liquify tool to me is a dirty word. Um, and, and for those that don't know what that is out there, it's to make you look skinnier or it can make your nose look slimmer, things like that. I would prefer to do that with highlighting and contouring with the makeup artist. And then the girl learns how to do that. Um, you know, it's like anything else that you do. If you're going for a job, you need to learn what it takes. And that's part of it. I think it's the hair and makeup. Hair and makeup artists can either make or break a photo. 
Let, let's say that a contestant gets her headshot back and it's maybe over photoshopped. Is there kind of a pet peeve that you have as a photographer um, that girls do when they're suggesting additional corrections to the photo? Or is it just as simple as sending an email saying, I think this is overdone. Can you please redo it? Oh, I've, I've, I've had that. I mean, I have, I have a natural retouch and then I have a glam retouch and, and, and I will go, I will gravitate towards my glam retouch all day long unless you tell me otherwise. Um, but, um, so I have had to go and, and do that because I do all the retouching myself. I, I personally don't send it out and have it retouched. I do it myself. My biggest pet peeve is when a girl takes a photo and she puts it in that Facetune application and makes it look like something that it's not even makes the eyes look uh, a whole lot different color than they are. <laughs> That's probably my pet peeve is is to do that because it's unnatural. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I've seen blue eyes and they've blown it out to the you know, and I'm just like that is not the color of your eyes. Yeah. And I can think of some very specific girls that I judged and I saw their headshot. And I mean, I was, I mean, especially as a single straight man uh, back then, I was like, yes, I'm looking forward to judging this girl. And then she walked in the room and you were like, who are you and where is this girl? Yeah. That is not the same girl. And, um, she starts almost, you know, and you almost hate to admit this, but she kind of starts as a deficit because you're just like, wait, you're still trying to get over the fact that she does not look like her photo and you're trying to also discover who she is. So, but here's the thing, Stephen, here's the thing, you know, you, if a girl has a photo done and and she has her glamorous photo, you got to understand she can't walk in that interview room looking like the ponytail blue jean version of herself. You know, she has to walk in that room and she has to look some semblance of that photo, which goes back again. Hire that makeup artist. I'm telling you, there are makeup artists out there that are phenomenal at what they do and that are phenomenal teachers. And they're not just here in my little area. They're all across. I mean, there's some makeup artists that I'd love to work with that I haven't had the opportunity to yet. So they're going to be able to find somebody. And at the end of the day, when you started and you can't find somebody, go to the mat counter. I'm a big old advocate of the mat counter. And and sit and talk to them and tell them about what you're doing and let them help you to, because a lot of girls are starting out and they don't know, you know, go to the night counter, let that makeup artist help you to define a couple of different looks. You know, you want that, that beautiful um, interview look of yourself, and then you can get them to do that smoky eye on stage glamour look that you want, you know, with false eyelashes and everything for that night on stage. Yeah. And if the Mac, Mac counter doesn't help and if you don't have a photographer that can recommend a makeup artist, the, the pageant planet has a feature where you it can just sure does. find and a makeup if, artist. There are some of those fabulous makeup artists I've talked about that I'd love to work with that are right there and on the on the pageant planet's website for sure. Yeah, and you can contact them directly through there, set up an appointment, and it'll be all taken care of. Now, since we're speaking in terms of hair and makeup, oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> what what do you recommend? I mean, is there kind of a blanket? And I know different shades and, and bone structure and all that, it varies. But you like, know, 
I, I, I can't say that I do because I, I, you know, I cannot speak from a makeup artist standpoint. Um, I will say this. I got some advice from, um, from a makeup artist a long, long time ago when I first started. Uh, I was working with Lisa Proctor and when I was doing my <clears throat> edits, she said to me, <clears throat> excuse me, she said, you know, when you're doing your edits, she said, look at that photo and when you're doing edits and, and edit it like you're a makeup artist. And that was a very hard thing for me to do because I'm not a makeup artist. So it's it's been seven years of, you know, learning, okay, what do I need to highlight? What do I need to contour here over the top of that? So, uh, and I still sometimes don't get it right, but um, I do, you know, that... That is really one of those questions that's probably better suited for that makeup artist because they're the ones that are um, are the the um, experts on that. Well, maybe could you answer this? And you might not know this, and if so, there's no judgment. Sure. I mean, I'm sure. interviewing you as a photographer, not a makeup artist. <laughs> sure. uh, is there a certain time frame, for example? Let's say the girl went to the makeup counter, and it's a hot summer day, something like that, and then it was like three hours before the shoot. Does the makeup kind of start to wear off at that point? I mean, is there a certain time frame you should have it done within? You know, <clears throat> um, typically my makeup artists are here and they're on site. Um, I, I, I don't... I don't always, I have a few shoots that I've done before where they've come hair and makeup ready. Um, it's not my preference. Um, but I do think that the sooner the better. Now, I do know from working with my, my makeup artist, Shamel McKenzie, I do know that, um, you know, using airbrush um, makeup, sometimes she, I know she's told me, and I've heard this before with brides, that she'll put it on and it'll last all day long. And I, I, you know, so, so, you know, that's kind of what I've heard when they've been talking and things like that. So I don't know if there's a recommended time. Again, that might be a more of a a makeup artist question. Okay. Um, Headshots at times are presented during interviews and, you know, ladies don't always typically present their glamorous pageant version in interview. So, um, I think you alluded to this before, but just so we can nail it home, how should their hair and makeup in interview be done? Should it be done to match the headshot or not? I think it needs to closely resemble that headshot. I mean, <clears throat> I don't think they need a smoky eye necessarily for interview if that's what's in the headshot, but you've got to be able to look at that headshot and go, okay, that is that girl. Um, so if you've turned in a headshot, that and I had this conversation with a client not too long ago. They were looking at doing a headshot with the girl's hair up, and we did that kind of as a final thing with their hair up. Well, they turned that in, but yet when they walked in the interview room, I asked specifically, "Is she wearing her hair up during an interview?" And they said no. And I said, "Then why are you turning a headshot in?" Well, because it's pretty. And I like her expression. I said, "Okay, let's see if we can't find that same expression with her hair down," because. She looked very different with her hair up than with her hair down. So I guess that's my biggest thing is that just make sure that, you know, if you're turning your headshot with your hair up, you might want to think about wearing your hair up in the interview room. That's just kind of my thought. Love that. Um, How often do you suggest girls change their headshots? I think with the younger girls, if as they are changing, I've seen, you know, the 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds, they change a lot. It's probably best to do headshots about every year. Once they start to where they're not changing as much, 
I, I think you could go a couple of years and use the same ones. And it also depends on how many looks that you did with the initial shoot. Um, you know, if you did three looks, I've got a client that just competed in one system, one system, excuse me. And she used one headshot for that. And we're retouching a different one in a different outfit for the next one because it's a different, it's a different system. And so we, and we accommodated for that. We knew that we were doing that. So we wore one certain outfit for this and then we wore a different outfit for the next one. Um, so I, I think that you can go back to that as long as you're not the, the initial photo shoot, as long as you're not changing your hair color, you know, if you're going from a brunette to a blonde or vice versa, or a redhead, you know, if you're changing up your hair drastically, you probably need to get some new headshots with that hair color. Otherwise, you're going to walk in that room and you're going to be like you were, Stephen. You're going to go, okay, I love this redhead. And a blonde walks in and you're going, wait a minute, where's this girl? <laughs> Completely. Now, I mean, that is a really great money-saving tip that you just said. I mean, if yes. you know that you're going to compete in a different system, whether later yep. that year or even next year, dress for both systems. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. And, and I've had several girls do that. I've had them say, you know, they're telling me that they're going to get, they're getting ready to compete in a, a prelim or whatever. And they're like, Oh, I want to do a new headshot session. You know, I'd love to book you a new headshot session, but I would rather let's go back and let's explore what we've already taken of you. And let's see if we can find something because you really haven't changed. I mean, you did this when you were 21, you're now, you know, 23, you're not, you haven't changed much. You know, spend $50 and have something retouched rather than, you know, $625 and doing a whole new session. I, I just, I'm going to save that person money if I can. I, I've never been in this. Yes, I'm a business and yes, I want to make money, but I also want to try to help these young ladies. And I, you know, they're spending a lot of money for a lot of things. And if we can find some savings in there that they can put towards something else, I'm certainly going to try to do that for them. Let's talk about photo editing for a little bit. I mean, oh. <laughs> how how can especially right now that you're segway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, is there a way that girls can somewhat guide the photographer's hand in how she's wanting her sh headshot edited before she sees that first rough draft? Well, um, here's what I say about that: if you see the body of work and you love that body of work, then that's who you should hire because you know that's what you're going to get. If you come to that photographer and you want something completely different, you should have hired the completely the, the other photographer that did that. That's my thought on that. Um, because you know, it, don't don't come to me and 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 I think a lot of photographers would probably agree with this. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. This is just my thought. Don't come to me and want something that ABC photographer did. Because I don't edit things like ABC photographer. I edit things like Goodwin photography. And so, I, you know, do I mind if somebody says to me, hey, can we do a natural retouch? No. I mean, like I said before, I have a natural and I have a glam. If you want it really natural and I have a client that I know wants that done and that's what I do for her. I have no problems with you saying, hey, I, I want a really natural retouch. But don't, don't, you know, when you give me, when you show me your inspiration photos, um, you know, understand that it's not going to be retouched exactly like that if it's not something of mine. 
Does that make sense? Oh my gosh, it makes complete sense. It's just like hiring a different designer when you want this one designer's look. You need to hire that particular designer. Then hire that designer. And if you can't afford that designer, save your money till you can. Um, I just, my philosophy is always been and always will be. These girls are investing in themselves through me. So invest in yourself through the person that you love their work. That way you're going to be happy. If not, you're not going to be happy. Completely. Is there something outside of clothes and maybe some jewelry. Is there something else that girls should be bringing with them to their headshot sessions? They need to bring an attitude of fabulousness. They need to have done their homework and they need to have been in front of a mirror practicing their looks and their smiles. They need to bring, uh, they just need to bring with them their best self. Um, you know, making sure they got plenty of nights, plenty of sleep the night before so that they are absolutely 100% prepared. Um, and, you know, making sure that their nails are manicured, making sure that, you know, they, they've dr- been drinking plenty of water so their skin, it looks good. And I know some girls <clears throat> just have skin problems. And, you know, we cover some of that kind of stuff up. You know, those are photoshopping things that, and makeup tricks that you have to do sometimes. But I think bringing their best self, making sure that their extensions have been have been cut, have been cut well, that they're put in because, and I'm going to go on the extension rampage and hair rampage for just one second, is that, you know, girls come in and they want this gorgeous hair and they it's all one length and they see all these pictures and they want this flowing, beautiful hair. Well, if they don't have any face framing layers, they're not going to get gorgeous flowing hair. Uh, we can do the best we can, but it's got to have some face framing layers. Their extensions need to be brushed out. You know, if you just had them in your in your head for the pageant you competed in and they've got hairspray and all this kind of stuff in them, you know, you need to brush them out, wash them, you know, make sure they're colored correctly. Um and, and again, it goes back to going on your website, pageantplanet.com, and looking for those hairdressers that, that know pageant hair and pageant, you know, pageant makeup, those types of things. Brushing those things out, bringing those, clipping those in, because you might have had your head, your clip ins trimmed by this particular, um, hair designer. Well, mine, may not know which one was cut for where. So make sure you've labeled those so you know exactly where they go on your head or so that the artist that's doing your hair that day knows where they go on their head, your head. Otherwise, you're just going to be sticking them in where they think they're supposed to go, and that may not be where they're supposed to go at all. You said something a, a few moments ago um, regarding make sure you drink plenty of water and all this. Yes. Um, is there certain foods that you tell them like I, I know if you drink too much alcohol, especially it can make your skin puffy, like your face puffy. But is there certain foods that you tell girls to kind of stay away from leading up to the photo shoot? Heck no, because I eat fried food. <laughs> I eat the worst things in the world. So no, I, I mean, you know, when I was a director of a Miss America preliminary pageant, the one food that I always told girls to stay away from um, anytime was shrimp. And the biggest reason that I said shrimp is because shrimp makes you bloat. 
And even though it's a, you know, it doesn't have any carbs and it's a protein and it's high in protein, um, it was just the one thing for whatever reason. And, and it, it was a fitness person that we talked to at one point in time, and that's what they said. So it kind of stuck with me. Um, so, okay, I'm going to go with it and say, stay away from shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, and, and I will also say don't, um, for the girls over 21, obviously, but don't do any like heavy drinking a few times because like, especially around the eyes, it can make it really it can puffy. make them puffy yeah. and wine and stuff like that and and sodas and you know um when i get off the phone i'm gonna call my fitness buddy john morris and i'm gonna say john hey <laughs> and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna tell me he was like really uh because he's gonna think that i'm wanting those that information for me but he knows i don't exercise he knows i don't i eat fried foods <laughs> So I'm the worst person probably to ask that question. It's a good Southern living. I mean, it, you I'm know. Telling you, it, is, it is, it is. So what, in your opinion, as, as the expert, what does it take to win the photogenic award at the pageant? Uh, the judges to like the photo. And I mean, and I don't mean that to be flippant. I just mean that, you know, you've got five, seven judges sitting on that panel and they're going to like what they're going to like. And it just goes back to people liking different photographers work for whatever reason. Um, it, it's, it's, it's that simple for me. The judges either are going to like it or they're not going to like it. And, you know, I have had many photos that I thought would be photogenic winning photos that didn't. And it was just because the judges picked something else. And, uh, you know, I, I think you just, you come to your photo shoot, you bring every, Everything that you can that's your best self, your best wardrobe, your jewelry and all that kind of stuff, you know, create fabulous photos. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the photo's not going to win the pageant, um, you know, and, and ultimately that's probably what we want is to win the pageant. It's not necessarily about winning photogenic. Those are kudos for me, really. But at the end of the day, the girl needs to win it. But I think that you come with a headshot that's going to get you noticed. You know, one of my one of my things that I've always said is the headshot's not going to win you the pageant, but it can start or the, or win you the job, but it can certainly get you noticed. And that's why my attention is always focused on the eyes. Um, I always try to make sure that the eyes are what pops off the page. I hate to use this cliche that the eyes are the windows to the soul, but it's it's the truth. Um, they, they are. And I think that's part of what can help get them noticed. But I can't make a judge like something that, you know, you know if they really like a brunette in the back of their head, they're not necessarily going to say, oh, I'm looking for a blonde. But if they really like, you know, if or, or excuse me, a brunette, if they look at that photo and they see this gorgeous brunette and it reminds them of their sister subconsciously, you know, and their sister's gorgeous or, you know, something happened and there's something there. I mean, you just never know what's going to win. Um, and because it's an opinion based, you know, it's an opinion. It's an opinion based um, industry that we're in. Yeah. And, and it's been my experience that any one thing is not going to win you the pageant, but no. any one thing can cause you to lose it. It, absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. I think so. You have to, you have to hire the best of the best in every, in every category. Um, you know, whether you're not that I know anything about talent or, or gowns or anything like that, but I think you, you bring your best self that you can bring. And, and, um, then like you said, hopefully in that situation, 
you'll find yourself scoring your points and and being up there because you know and getting getting in that top five position um, where um, where you're you could be the one that gets picked by the judges that uh, for you know as the winner. So when when girls are looking to hire a photographer, can you give us some points and some um, things that they should look for in a photographer? Well, I think you definitely need to see you know what the experience is of that photographer. Um, as far as pageant photography is concerned, I think you want to look to somebody who knows the industry. I think you want to look for somebody to see how long they've been in the business. Uh, look at their body of work, <clears throat> overall body of work, and see, you know, what their lighting style is like, you know, who their hair and makeup person is. Um, and and that's really what, in my, in my estimation of what you need to be looking for is, you know, not somebody that just picked up the camera yesterday and decided they wanted to be a pageant headshot photographer. Um, you know, I started out in this industry very differently. And started out as a wedding photographer and we were just taking pictures of my girls because it was a money saving thing for them. And I started, I got obsessed with a, a particular photographer and just thought she was fantastic. And I wanted to create something that was similar to that. And, and so I really worked very hard and I think, um, in, in developing that brand. And now all I shoot is pageant headshots and business headshots. I mean, I'm just do headshots. So I think. Finding that person that that's their concentration, you know, it, it's it's headshots. It's about headshots. It's um, and again, going back to liking what it is that they that they do, um, because if if you're just doing it because that's where everybody else is going, um, you know, if that's not really what you love, then um, you're going to be disappointed. So look for that photographer that has experience. Look for that photographer that loves what they're doing, that has passion. Um, and, and I think you'll be, I think you'll be happy and you'll be in the right direction. You know, it'll see, it'll put you in the right direction. And then that person can also recommend other people that are in the pageant industry for you as well, especially if you're a novice and you're like, well, I don't know where to go get interview coaching or I don't know where to go get these kind of things. Um, so they can they can do some of that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. And certainly the older that I've I've gotten, the more I've learned this principle that you do like. And again, this is exactly what you said. You want to find someone who specializes. So. Yep. Um, if you have challenge with your pageant walk, find someone who specializes in, in walking. If you want a great headshot, find someone, you know, like yourself who only does pageant headshots and that's yeah, how you're going to get the best. I don't think there's a one-stop shop for anything anywhere. I mean, and that's why, that's what happened with my photography business is that when, you know, when certain things changed in my life, I, I re recognized that I had the chance to really channel my business into what I wanted it to be. And I wanted to specifically focus on headshots so that I'm not thinking about, oh, I need lighting for this field and outside and it's a bridal portrait. And what do I need to do? I am focused every day on, on pageant, on business headshots and pageant headshots and talent and actor headshots. That's what I do. So I think, you know, you go to that studio where you're picking out your dress and you find that place that, you know, and there are several places that, you know, have those gorgeous pageant dresses and they specialize in those things. You know, there are, <clears throat> 
There are places out there that do modeling coaching. That's what they focus on. And it's pageant modeling coaching. It's not runway model coaching. It's pageant modeling coaching. So I don't, I just don't think there's a one-stop shop for, um, for everything. Now, what can girls expect to pay for pageant headshots? So like what's kind of a range, like on the low end, the high end? Um, well, I mean, I, I know what I charge. And and one of the things that I, I think that for a good pageant headshot, you're going to spend $150 to probably $250 per look. Um, and then your hair and makeup is obviously going to be on top of that. Um, and a good hair and makeup artist is going to start at 200, about $200 and probably go up from there. Um, so I think, and I also have to think it depends on the market. Uh, it depends on where you are. Um, <clears throat> if you're in New York, you may pay more for a pageant headshot. Um, if you are, you know, where I am, you're probably not going to pay as much. Um, because I think it's just market driven like that. But I, I do think, uh, that, you know, my, my estimation is somewhere on the low end is probably going to be a hundred bucks. Somewhere on the high end could be 350 bucks. And when you say per look, is that, um, like per outfit? Per yes. Hair, per outfit. Per, per, yeah. Per wardrobe change. Perfect. So you're going to go somewhere. You're probably going to spend $150 for your each wardrobe. And then you're going to, you know, on top of that, you're going to spend $200 or more for hair and makeup. And, and people, you know, I, I get a lot of that. Oh my gosh, it's $200 for hair and makeup. If you want a good hair and makeup artist that really knows what they're doing, you're going to pay for it. Um, and, and you should, because they're going to make you look your, like your best self. Yeah. Now, is there certain attributes within a photographer that should throw up a red flag in a girl like and cause them to really second guess if they should hire that person or not? Um, I mean, <clears throat> I, I would be cautious. My husband's a criminal court judge. <laughs> so <laughs> I tend to be um, on the cautionary side with, um, uh, with who, or, you know, with things that I ask girls to do. Um, I, I think that, you know, I, I don't think that you should be asking 14, 15 year olds to be out here modeling in swimsuits and, and being suggestive and provocative. That's just not who I am. Um, and that's not what I'm going to be. I just think you should, again, it goes back to looking at that body of work and, you know, and asking questions, call the photographer up and ask them questions you know, ask them what they, you know, what they mainly shoot. I just, um, I just think you have to be, you just have to be careful. If somebody says, oh, you're gorgeous, you know, um, you, you need to come and you need to model for me. Well, you know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, that photographer is going to own that copyright to that picture. And that photographer is going to be able to do whatever they want to with that photo. So and, the, go ahead. So what about like money? Like it, it is it something to where, is it normal photographers to ask for 50% up and then 50% like when you finish or is there some sort of guide there that girls could follow? Um, as far as, you know, there's usually a deposit that has to be paid, you know, when you make your appointment, um, there's typically a deposit and then... Um, from that, you usually pay the balance <clears throat> at the day of the shoot. Okay. And what about, um, 
like if a photographer says, Hey, come shoot at my house, you know, I mean, should the girls make sure somebody else is there, especially if it's a man or like, well, I do shoot at my house. <laughs> yeah. My studio was actually located in my home. And, and I worried about that when I moved from my downtown studio back to my house, uh, when I stopped doing weddings. Um, and I worried about that, but, um, I think if it, if it is a man, I do think you should take somebody with you. Um, because, you know, in this day and age, unfortunately, um, you'd never know. And I'm not saying there are many good photographers out there that shoot pageant headshots that are men that are freaking fantastic. So I'm not saying that all are like that. I just, I do caution if you're a guy, you know, and if you're a photographer, you know, I would think that most of them would probably say, Hey, bring somebody with you. Um, but being a female, I never think about that because, I'm a female. So, you know, uh, what am I going to do? I, you know, I mean, yeah, and I'm, shooting, I'm, I'm mainly shooting females. Yep. When, when I do shoot, you know, when I do shoot my business clients and they're males, typically they're coming two at a time and they're usually bringing a female with them. So, um, so I haven't, I haven't had to worry too much about that. And typically I do shoot them around lunchtime and that, and my husband usually comes home at lunch. So we're, he's able to be here. So that's, I mean, that's how I get around that as far as with, you know, having male clients. Awesome. Well, I know that all of our listeners can find you by going to thepageantplanet.com and clicking find a photographer and they can see your services there and contact you directly. But, um, Give them your direct website and um, also some of the social media channels that you're most active on. Sure. The website is goodwinphotography.com. My <clears throat> studio line is 423-930-8028. The best way to reach me is goodwinphotog at gmail.com. I'm listed on all social media sites as Goodwin Photog, whether it's uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Goodwin Photog. Same thing with Snapchat, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. Um, and you can, um, you can reach me on all those. But the best way is to go to goodwinphotography.com, hit the contact me page and send me an inquiry. And we'll see about getting you set up and getting you booked and getting you in here and making you fierce and fabulous. <laughs> yeah. And Goodwin is spelled G-O-O-D-W-I-N. Yes, it's G-O-O-D-W-I-N. And I'm going to say I because I'm <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. Your knowledge and your expertise is extremely appreciated. And I know that girls are in really good hands when they hire you. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. It's been an honor and a pleasure and I appreciate it. And I hope that whether they hire me um, or not, I hope they find their best headshot yet. Uh, no matter who they go with. And I hope I was able to give some girls some really good tips that they can use. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.